The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When king heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it had been written through the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. And then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. I was presented last week with a poem, a very simple poem. entitled, True Poverty. And the first verse went like this. True poverty I take to be, withholding nothing, Lord, from thee, that thy dear heart requires of me in time or in eternity. Throughout this season in Advent, we have seen over and over again the giving on the part of many people, a total giving of themselves, which means a total emptying and impoverishment of themselves. We saw that in John the Baptist from the very beginning, the total giving of himself 
and the emptying and the impoverishing of himself. St. Joseph had to give up everything and trust completely in the love of God. The Blessed Mother perfectly had to empty herself and impoverish herself in order to allow God to work through her and in her. And of course, we have the infinite emptying and impoverishing impoverishment of God himself in the incarnation and his birth. Remember what that letter to the Philippians says. We've heard that often. Jesus did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at. Rather, he emptied himself and took the form of a slave being born in the likeness of men. That's how we give ourselves, by emptying, by impoverishing ourselves. And then the shepherds. Shepherds left and went to see this child. They had nothing to begin with, really. They're sheep. And now these strange men, the Magi, they don't know much about them. They were almost certainly Medes. They were respected throughout the Roman Empire for their wisdom. These were different men. And they come now, non-Jews, Gentiles, because of something they have seen, some celestial manifestation. In those days, of course, virtually everyone was an astrologer, would believe in astrology anyway. After all, the stars were mysterious, and when they moved in a strange way, they suspected the gods were speaking to them. Whatever the Magi must have thought, they were aware of this sign and what it meant. And much more, they had to go and find this king, this child. They knew where to go because at that time, the whole world seemed to be focused on Israel, even though pagan poet Virgil and his Georgics mentions this Messiah coming from there. So they go to look for him. Notice they begin by impoverishing themselves. Travel for us today is rather simple stuff. Back then, travel was very difficult, and you really had to make great sacrifices, especially on a long journey from, the, from Medea or Persia to Israel. But they're going to make that journey, whatever it might take, whatever sacrifice might be involved. Again, something we don't think about very often, do we? Uh, we don't have to sacrifice even to cross the Atlantic. It's a pretty easy trip. In any event, they then find themselves in Jerusalem, asking where this newborn king of the Jews is. And as we know, we've heard this every year. By the way, of course, we don't know how many of them there were. In the east, there are 12. In the west, there are three because of the gifts. It doesn't really matter. And they ask... He said, we saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. Herod is troubled because he's threatened, cruel, vicious, and paranoid. And therefore, all Jerusalem is troubled. If Herod's troubled, so was Jerusalem. Remember, he'd murdered one wife and two sons. That was just in his family. He had no problem uh, with murder, even on a mass scale. So he assembles the chief priests and the scribes to find out. They should know where this child is going to be born. And they do know. They tell him in Bethlehem of Judea. 
Did they go? No. You will see no chief priest, no scribe at the manger. As our friend Bishop Sheen likes to say, at the manger you only find two types of people, shepherds and magi, those who knew that they knew nothing and those who knew that they didn't know everything. If the magi thought they knew everything, they wouldn't be there. So they tell them, and they go. They go and they find the child because of the star, whatever that was. There are many suggestions as to what sort of celestial manifestation that might have been. And they find the child, but this time, unlike the shepherds, they find him with Mary, his mother. St. Joseph isn't there, just the Blessed Mother. And they prostrate themselves and do him homage. Here we see something that we don't often think about in these three. They are giving him gifts. We know what the gifts are, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. By the way, in those three gifts that we just sang about, the gold was for a king, of course, and the the incense was for not just a god, but for a priest, because he would be a priest. He will offer a sacrifice, the sacrifice that the shepherds came to see, the Lamb of God that John pointed out. So they're coming to see this child who will offer the sacrifice of himself and redemption for our our sins. And, of course, myrrh, which is burial fluid. He will be buried with 100 pounds of it. Uh, In that sense, the shepherds and the magi both prefigure why he has come. The shepherds prefigure the lamb and the magi his burial, his sacrifice. But each, in this case... particular, have to in some way empty themselves. Whenever we give somebody something, we are emptying ourselves, if only symbolically. They're emptying themselves, they're impoverishing themselves too. They're doing that because they really can't come to know this child, to love him, or really worship him without doing that. Without the emptying of self in order to allow him to transform them. You will always see that in the scriptures. We will see it in the apostles, however reluctant they may have been to do it. In the end, they had to do it completely, St. Peter being one of the best examples of that. You'll see that in all the saints, too. In fact, St. John of the Cross, uh, in his Canticle of Canticles, said, in the very first section, he said, regarding God, where are you hiding? Sometimes ask that question, don't we, without even thinking about it, where are you hiding? Where are you? Where is your hiding place? Because God isn't always so obvious to us, so visible. And his answer is, I will only find out by emptying myself, by impoverishing myself, in order for you to come and fill me, and I may then know where you are. But I can't do that unless I'm willing to accept that sacrifice in my own life. We then come today to do the same thing with all of our gifts. The only gift he really wants, of course, is the gift of ourselves. But we have to do that if we're going to receive him now and in eternity. Remember in the old days, some of us were, I don't remember this, I was only a child at the time, and uh, as the saying goes, but up until the 50s, the communion fast was from midnight. And that included water, by the way. Remember, um, mothers would go around 
taping up water faucets so that the children wouldn't drink a glass of water in the middle of the night and not be able to receive communion the next day. And then in the 50s, it was changed to three hours. I remember that. And then uh, finally, at, after the council, it was changed to only one hour. But in those, that fast is not just supposed to empty our stomachs. It's supposed to empty ourselves. And what some way, we're going to empty ourselves before we would dare come forward and receive the Lord in his sacrifice. Uh, and we do. We have to come here to accept that great gift. And to prepare ourselves for it, we have to be empty in order for that to happen. That's the great challenge of, of faith, isn't it? Um, we'd like to find a way around that so that I can have everything I want and still have God too. And God said, no, no, you can't do that. If you want me to fill you, you will have to empty yourself of, what, of everything else that is not of me, as that little poem said. Um, Withholding nothing, Lord, from thee. Withholding nothing. Uh, you must give me everything. You know, there was a... Um, when I think of this... Remember that holy card? We all remember that prayer. Some people even memorize the prayer on it. Of that picture of the sacred heart for God so loved the world and the prayer of Blessed Charles to Facal on the back of it. Um, if you don't have a card, we've got lots of extras, but some of you may still have yours, and I'm sure that our servers do and certain students do too. Um, but we have extras if you want it. That prayer, in some ways, sums up the attitude of all these people, particularly the Magi today. Remember what he said? Father, I abandon myself into your hands. They did that when they went there. Do with me what you will. Whatever you may do, I thank you. That's the Magi. I am ready for all. I accept all. They were. We may not be. Let only your will be done in me and in all your creatures. I wish no more than this, O Lord. Those are all the figures of Advent and Christmas. Into your hands I commend my soul. I offer it to you, Lord, with all the love of my heart. For I love you, Lord, and so need to give myself, to surrender myself into your hands without reserve and with boundless confidence. For you are my Father. We don't know what happened to these men. Once again, as with so many figures, except the Blessed Mother, they just disappear. They've done their duty. The whole Gentile world, symbolized by them, has come and worshipped the Lord. Having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. As I said, disappear into history. The rest is left to us. I remember there was a beautiful children's hymn. Uh, Thou didst leave thy throne and thy king, kingly crown when you came to earth for me. But in Bethlehem's home, there was found no room for thy holy nativity. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. There is room in my heart for thee. But only if we have emptied ourselves, if only we have impoverished ourselves enough to make room for him. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the blood of your Son, and rejoicing in his epiphany. For the church throughout the world, her members will always be epiphany, epiphany of Jesus Christ present in his kingdom here on earth. Calling all people to know him, we pray to the Lord. Lord For all nations of the world, especially our own, 
they will receive the manifestation of Jesus Christ and the call to conversion, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that in their suffering they may know that they proclaim Jesus Christ and make him known. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who will not receive him, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For a greater respect for human life, especially life in the womb, and for a greater reverence for motherhood, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations to priesthood in the consecrated life, especially from our own parish and diocese, those young men and women who in a unique way will be epiphanies of Jesus Christ, for a greater reverence for the witness and heroism of marriage in a single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, that having spent time in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of his incarnation, they may then manifest him to their world, particularly in difficult times, we pray to the Lord. For all those souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed for all of us here, having spent time in the presence of the Incarnation, having emptied ourselves, impoverished ourselves for him, we may then receive him into us. We pray to the Lord. Lord, We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of God and the Mother of the Incarnation as we sing. Mm -hmm. 